All right, guys. This is Echo Craft. And this is the Echo Cast show where we talk about electronic music, synthesizers, music, and technology. So, that being said, uh, haven't done a podcast in about a week. Just thought I would uh, touch on some points today. Uh, I'm driving again. So this is the Driving Echo Cast podcast. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's kind of interesting what's going on uh, with Behringer right now. Uh, they're actually getting ready to release a bunch of stuff, and I think I touched on this the last time. Uh, we've got the uh, 808 clone, which sounds really good. The 909 clone, which sounds really good. Um, I just saw a CS80 uh, clone, which they might be coming out with, but I really have my heart and eyes set on that OBX. Uh, that would be really nice. I would, I'm definitely going to buy one of those. Now, the price point they said on the TR-808 was, I think they said $299. I'm like, come on, man. Like, seriously. And it's a beast. It's a, it's a very large, uh, box, uh, which is fine because the originals were very large instruments. Um, but yeah, so I'm very interested in the, uh, the OBX if they ever get that off the ground. Of course, you know, you have the Model D, which has great success. A lot of people have one. I do not have one. Um, we also have the, uh, the Neutron, which is really cool. I don't have one of those either. I, I do have my eyes set on it. I'm, I'm very interested in it. Um, but, you know, I have a lot of mono synths already. Um, and I don't know, man. I really, I'm really digging poly, uh, polyphonic synthesizers. I, I don't know. And I, I talked a little bit about this the last podcast that I did driving. Um, so, yeah, anyway... I got my, oh, by the way, I got my sub fatty back uh, from Moog. They fixed it. They overhauled it. Um, fixed all the switches. The problem that I had with it is a typical problem that happens with the sub fatty is that the, uh, the two tuning uh, switches, um, the octave switches weren't working. Uh, they just died. It was very odd. I went to use it one night and then just died. I don't use that synth a whole lot. It was one of my first major purchases in a long time. I spent like, I think it was 900 bucks, 899 American dollars at the time. Um, and yeah, so I, I, you know, I spent that uh, and it was, you know, it was, it was a major purchase at the time. Uh, I had gotten back into synthesizers and stuff. I had sold all my gear at one point and I got back into it and started buying Volcas and uh, a lot of little analog pieces, and then I said, screw it, I'm just going to buy myself a, a Moog, and I checked out the Sub Fatty, and I liked it, and I liked the way it sounded, and it was fun, uh, but then, like, I just, I don't know what it was, man, I, I just didn't play it a lot, um, it's a great synth, don't get me wrong, it's fat, it sounds real nice, it's a Moog, I love Moog products, um, but I played more with the Mother 32, believe it or not, than I did with the sub fatty and I still use my mother 32 um, it's just a nice little synthesizer and it's got some big fat sounds and 
does some pretty cool high-end stuff. And I know maybe I should probably use the sub fatty more, but the direction I'm going in is more like, I think I'm gonna sell it. Yeah, I don't usually sell gear. Um, I don't know. I and, and the problem is I don't have any room to store it. So selling it would probably be the only thing to do. Uh, I would put it in the storage locker that I have, but it's not environmentally controlled. Um, and I don't want to leave something like that of value uh, where it gets hot and cold in the winter time gets really cold in the summer it gets really hot up there. Um, so yeah, so I don't, I don't think that I'm going to be uh, storing it there, but kind of bumming because I don't want to get rid of it. I'd like to keep it. Who knows? It might be one of those sought after synths in the future. You know, they'll be worth some money. I don't know. Who knows what the future holds with, with products like that. But um, yeah, so I, uh, I'm probably going to sell it. And if anybody's interested in it, I'm going to sell it for probably about 600 bucks. Um, it's in mint condition, never left my studio other than to be serviced. Like I said, uh, Moog basically um, overhauled the whole thing. They were super nice, very cool people. It took them like four weeks to get it back to me. Uh, but they basically, you know, Andy went over everything with me and told me exactly what, uh, what he did to it. And he did overhaul the entire uh, synth. So, yeah, it's like a brand new synthesizer. And I did play with it. I fired it up when I got it out of the box. Uh, but it just, I don't know, it's just, after playing, I, I have a lot of equipment, so after playing some of my other synths, um, you know, I just found that, uh, I don't know, I just it's just something that I probably wouldn't use too much, which I haven't, so yeah, if anybody's interested, I might put it on reverb, I don't know, I might trade it in, I don't know, there's really nothing I want, I'm starting to look at more high-end processing gear. I'd like to get myself some compressors and, um, you know, hardware compressors. I do use a lot of plugins right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm using a lot of UAD stuff, a lot of, uh, plugins, boutique stuff, uh, plugin Alliance. I use a lot of their stuff. So yeah, I, I'm looking for more hardware now because, you know, I've been to AES, I've been to NAM, checked out some stuff. And, you know, my friend Manny, who owns the record label, uh, he's got quite the array of hardware gear, and I gotta tell you, it sounds amazing. So, you know, I'm gonna start, I'm a mix engineer by trade, that's what I do, uh, but I actually am starting to dabble in mastering, uh, another field that I'd like to really get into. Um, so yeah, it took me a while because I, mixing's fun, mastering's a little difficult. Um, a lot of people think it's easy, and it's not. You gotta have the right gear. You gotta have the right ear. Uh, your ears are everything in mixing and mastering. So, so that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at to that get that kind of gear happening. Uh, I have enough synthesizers, um, but yeah. So we'll see what happens. You know, um, again, you know, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff happening in the music industry. I do. I was looking at the uh, the Micro Freak. That's a very cool little synth by Artoria, but again, I just, nothing's really making me go, ooh, uh, the only thing that made me do that uh, was that new synth uh, that came out at Super Booth, um, 
and I forget what it's called. Jeez, uh, that's awful of me. Um, but it's it's by a company. It's a brand new synth they just came out with. It's really pricey. Um, but you know, the only thing that, like I said, it's weird, man. It's like the only thing that I would want going back to the Behringer OBX. That's really the only thing that I'm really, I don't know, got my eye on. I, I love the sound of the OBX. I know Dave Smith or uh, Sequential teamed up with uh, Tom Oberheim and, and created the uh, uh, the OB8, I believe, um, you know, together. And it sounds amazing. I've played one. Um, so, I mean, but it's a bit pricey. And if Behringer could come up with something that sounds just like the original or close to it I'd, I'd definitely buy it for and you know Behringer they're going to be it's probably going to be like you know uh, you know five six hundred dollars knowing them um, yeah but anyway uh, I, I got to remember the name of that synth and I know I mentioned it on the last podcast uh, that came out at Super Booth I think they're a British company uh, but yeah so you know if anybody can um can remember that or hit me up let me know uh but yeah so anyway i just wanted to do a quick podcast like i said i haven't done one i was driving to my daytime gig um and i figured i'd do a podcast so everybody have a great day happy memorial day celebrate those who have served those who are serving and those who have fallen and uh eat lots of hot dogs and hamburgers man Peace.